Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome back to part two of Small Bowel Tumors. And we spoke about adenocarcinomas, and now let's look at carcinoid tumors. And carcinoid tumors are really interesting because we are seeing them a lot. They're a heterogeneous group of tumors with a spectrum ranging from benign indolent tumors to aggressive tumors with metastasis. Imaging is very important. We sometimes will pick them up incidentally and other times because the patients have symptoms. Carcinoid tumors, uh, we speak about adeno-CA being more proximal. We talk about carcinoids being more distal, uh, more common in men, more common in African-Americans and lower in Hispanics. Presentation ranges anywhere from incidental findings to carcinoid syndrome to bowel obstruction, perforation, intersusception, ischemia, and GI bleeding. Now, when you look at small bowel tumors, we typically can put them into two groups, duodenal carcinoids and, let's say, ileal carcinoids. But you could say jejunal and ileal together, perhaps, but duodenal carcinoids behave differently. They're a little bit unique. Um, they rarely cause carcinoid syndrome. They arise from the gastrin-producing G cells or somatostatin-producing D cells. Uh, D-cell duodenal somatostomonomas arise in the periampulary region and are associated with neurofibromatosis type 1, and I'm going to show you that in a little bit. On CT, the lesions are small but enhanced brightly on both arterial and venous phase imaging, and if they're critically located, they can obstruct the common duct. On the other hand, jejunal and ileal carcinoids, uh, ileal is more common, arterial phase is critical, they're usually 2CM or greater, it's common to see a mass in the mesentery which is calcified and has desmoplastic reaction, and these tumors are often multifocal. The things we look for, we look for the mass in the small bowel or in the mesentery. We used to have a hard time seeing the tumors in the bowel. Now we commonly see both the bowel and mesenteric involvement. You can see a desmoplastic reaction. The only thing that can look similar is sclerosis mesenteritis. 70% of time, the mesenteric mass is calcified, and liver mets, when they're present, are typically hypervascular. If you want to know how good we can do, this was a study with CT enterocolysis, looking at tumors from 5 millimeters to 30 millimeters, um, and uh, the CT enterocolysis was indeed very good. A sensitivity specificity, 196.2%. Negative predictive value of CT enterocolysis, was 100% and positive predictive value, 94.7%. So you can see when studies are done carefully and correctly, uh, CT is a wonderful examination. Here's a good example of a duodenal carcinoid. There's a mass in the wall of the duodenum. It's slightly enhancing. Could this be a metastasis? Yes. Could this be an adenocarcinoma? I guess the answer would be yes. But it's enhancing. It's a great location for a carcinoid. And in fact, it looks brighter on the venous phase, which is good for carcinoid tumors. Adenocias are not going to be that bright. Um, metastasis from renal cell could be bright. And the other possibility would be a GIST tumor. But just a very classic appearance. There's no desmoplastic reaction of a carcinoid tumor. Another example here. This case was sent in for pancreatic cancer. Uh, for and because of the brightness, they thought it was a neuroendocrine tumor. That's a good thought. Sometimes it's hard to tell masses off the pancreas or off the duodenum. This, in fact, when you look carefully, you can localize it better, see the feeding vessels. But, you know, again, if I told you this was coming off the lower portion of the pancreas, 
I could convince you at surgery this was off the small bowel. Now, the good news is not going to make a difference. Patient's going to get a Whipple procedure regardless. But it does make the point that there is overlap. And in our multidisciplinary pancreatic conference, it's not uncommon for us to be referred patients who end up with small bowel tumors. Most commonly, it's either a GIST tumor, it's metastasis for melanoma, or it's a carcinoid tumor. When I mentioned that carcinoids can be seen when they're very small, nice example, look at the duodenum fourth portion. Very subtle, but if I put a circle there, you see that bright lesion? You see it there? Look at the coronal view. It's a bit easier to see, perhaps, but maybe, again, subtle, but it's there. And that's the kind of lesion you are going to pick up if you're very careful. Another example, abdominal pain. What you see here is thickening and enhancement of the fourth portion of the duodenum into jejunum. Then you see a large mass in the mesentery that looks like multiple nodes between the mass and the small bowel. Maybe they're all nodes, but here it is on the coronal view. You now see the mass and the multiple masses. You see the desmoplastic reaction. You see the desmoplastic reaction in cases and occludes the patient's SMV. One of the things with carcinoid tumors the mesenteric mass commonly involves the SMA and the SMV, causes occlusion, and in this case, extensive collateralization, very nicely shown there. Or here, again, showing you the tumor, that encasement of the duodenum in the third and fourth portion. You can see the vascularity particularly well on this MIP imaging, a very nice example. Or this other case, again, a mass in the mesentery, it's calcified, desmoplastic reaction. Sclerosing mesenteritis is the only thing this potentially can be. If you're just doing a differential diagnosis, the vessels are dilated. When you look at the MIP imaging, you can see on the arterial phase that there are branches of the patient's SMA. They're encased by the patient's tumor. And you can see that here as well on the cinematic rendering. Just a very nice example of the bowel involvement as well as the mesenteric vessels. And here's just a good example of just targeting onto the mesenteric vessels. So just a very nice example of being able to recognize and how cinematic rendering can be helpful. Another example, a bigger mass, right of midline, enhancing. Uh, you can think of a desmoid tumor perhaps, but maybe it's enhancing too much. And desmoids typically displace. But look at this mass, and then look at it on the coronal view. Now you see the desmoplastic reaction. Now you see the vascularity. Now you see the encasement, if I go to the next slide, of the patient's SMV, which you cannot resect. Um, again, these patients can develop intestinal ischemia. You can see that desmoplastic reaction is so extensive in this case with vascular involvement and diffuse infiltration. And if I show it to you as cinematic again, look at the beautiful, that almost like a radial crown around the patient's tumor. Uh, that desmoplastic reaction, just a very classic thing. You can see desmoplastic reactions, I know, in sclerosing mesenteritis, but it's typically not going to be that extensive and not that much involvement. And here's just another set of images. Another patient, small bowel mesenteric mass enhancing. At the same time, there are multiple liver mets enhancing. Again, as we mentioned, carcinoid to liver is common, and the lesions are indeed vascular. So now you see the, the axial views again. The large mesenteric mass has some nodes, tends to be more aggressive. Here it is again, encasing and occluding the SMV, encasing the branches of the SMA. Just a very nice example of showing you the vascularity. And if you go forward one more time, 
You can see the mass in the mesentery. The bowel is not obstructed. The prominent vessels, the desmoplastic reaction. Just a beautiful uh, rendering with cinematic rendering. Now another example, mass in the mesentery, right lower quadrant, this desmoplastic reaction, this thickened and enhancing small bowel present. You can see this very nicely on the coronal view. There's the patient's tumor. The primary tumor is in the patient's ileum, and the desmoplastic reaction is nearby. Again, very nicely shown there or shown here. So again, the appearances, mass in the mesentery, small bowel mass, think enhancement, the importance of arterial face imaging, especially for liver mets, for the small bowel tumor and masses, the challenge might be that you don't appreciate the vascularity, so it's really only going to help you. And here you can see the carcinoid in the terminal ileum, very easy to miss, but really nicely shown in this example. Okay, next tumor, just tumors. We used to think about just tumors of the stomach, large masses, exophytic, sometimes ulcerates, sometimes bleed, sometimes metastasis, but just tumors can occur almost anywhere in the GI tract. It's a mesenchymal tumor arising from the muscularis propria. Duodenum is the most common small bowel location. Can present anywhere when they're small from bleed to obstruction and the like. Now again, the key thing with just tumors is they have a range of appearances and they can be confused with other things. They are becoming more frequent. The age, of course, doesn't help. That's the age of just about everything. Um, it's interesting, as I'll show you examples, despite the bowel obstruction, I mean, rather, despite the large size of the mass, you would expect bowel obstruction, but bowel obstruction is fairly uncommon. A range of enhancement patterns, sometimes they're fairly vascular, sometimes they're hypovascular, sometimes they're necrotic. Uh, these tumors can bleed, and it's not the large just tumors. It's a small one to two or three centimeter lesions that can be the source of unexplained bleeding. And we have picked up many just tumors, not that we're looking for a small bowel tumor, but we're evaluating the patient for small bowel or colonic bleeding. These tumors all just express active KIT receptor, CD117 mutants, which are crucial for the diagnosis of GIS. The constitutive, the uh, expression of CD117 in GIS helps distinguish them from other tumors. Now, when we talk about these small bowel GIS tumors, up to 15% of all small bowel neoplasms, duodenum greater than jejunum greater than ileum is the distribution, so it's more like adenocarcinoma. So again, um, a range of appearances, but we are seeing them more frequently. So what do I look at? Intramural mass when small, exoluminal or exophytic when large, often with ulcerations, usually very vascular, can have local or distant metastasis. Metastasis to the liver are typically going to be cystic, and 3D can be very helpful in the management of these patients. Here was a patient sent to pancreatic multidisciplinary conference. The D looks like a large mass in the head of the pancreas. There's no duct obstruction, and so maybe it's a gist tumor but they weren't thinking of that, you would think of pancreas. So adenocarcinoma would be unlikely being so big without ducts, but what about a uh, non-enhancing um, neuroendocrine tumor? That would be a possibility. You look a bit more closely, and the vessels just look too good. Portal vein and SMV look just way too good. The arterial structures obviously look good, a little bit of displacement. So it's really hard to tell what is it we're dealing with here. 
So it's not pancreas. So now you've got to say, aha, this must be a lesion which simulates a pancreatic mass arising from the duodenum. The mass is smooth, minimal vascularity. That's a gist tumor. Carcinoids would be more vascular. This article by K, duodenal gists are large, well-defined, heterogeneously enhancing, and hypervascular with a prominent mixed growth pattern. A finding suggests that CT can help depict the origin of the artery and veins on the arterial phase and be a clear key defining feature for duodenal gist tumors. Just some of the numbers, the mean attenuation, arterial phase, 118, 106 for venous, and 94 for delayed. So it's somewhat vascular, and the vascularity persists. Occasionally, you can see rim enhancement, which is usually stretching of vessels around the patient's tumor, perhaps. Here's a good example. This is a duodenal gist, but it's near the ampulla. You can see why at first glance, if I told you again this was a pancreatic lesion, you would not argue with me, but it's really arising uh, off the small bowel near the ampulla. Just a very nice example. And you can see this here as well on the coronal view. Again, the coronal more puts it in the duodenum, but if you told me this was a gastronoma and it was off the duodenum pushing in, I would not argue with you. Here it is again with um, the volume rendering and the MIP. The MIP showing very nicely the patient's feeding vessels. Here's a good example showing it to you with the 3D mapping with cinematic rendering. The textural changes, the reaction around the duodenum, the retraction, all very nicely seen in this example. Now I mentioned uh, with GIST tumors, the tumors will vary in vascularity. It ends up that the smaller tumors are much more vascular than the larger tumors, and they're the ones that bleed. Here's a great example of a duodenal GIST tumor. Look how vascular it is on the axial or coronals or on the 3D mapping where you see the feeding of the patient's GDA. Or in the same case, again, mild duct dilatation, but the vascularity. What else could it be? Carcinoid tumor, metastasis, unlikely adenocea. And here it is again with a good feel on the coronal. And then a look at the cinematic rendering showing you very nicely the extent of the patient's tumor. So again, using all of the information from the CT and post-processing gives us a better understanding. Another example, similar to the last case, but much larger. Again, I'm looking and thinking pancreatic cancer, but the pancreas was fine. There's no dilated common duct. There's no dilated pancreatic duct. And what you're dealing with here is simply a gist tumor. Again, you can see why it's challenging. The patient had renal cell metastatic nodes in the peripancreatic region. You could think about feeding vessels shown very nicely here. And here it is on venous phase. It washes out, but the capsule is still bright. Central necrosis, just a very, very nice example. Another case, look at the patient who had a history of GI bleed. Proximal jejunum, there's an enhancing lesion, which when you look at is actually exophytic. Here it is again, you see the bright lesion, you see the SMA and its branches near it. You see it's being fed by some duodenal branches. And you can see that here as well. The blush of the duodenum, but the blush of that tumor, which is in fact in small bowel, seen there or seen here. And I particularly like this to show you that the lesion is exophytic. It's beyond the bowel wall. Carcinoids are in the bowel wall, intraluminal, typically. These gist tumors are typically these exophytic lesions. Same thing is true in the stomach, right? But look how nice it shows here where the first cut shows it to you sitting exactly 
in the patient's lumen, like a polypoid mass in the lumen. And the second image shows you very nicely uh, the image being within the lumen, but then projecting out that exophytic appearance, which is indeed very nice. Now, with duodenal gist tumors, differential can be challenging at times. I showed you examples against adenocarcinoma, lymphoma, or pancreatic disease, pancreatic head carcinomas. Now, with gist tumors, I mentioned vasculature, but often they're not vascular. Look at this one in the right lower quadrant. There's a 5CM mass, which barely enhances, and you can see it very nicely here on the MIP imaging as well. These are often solid tumors, and perhaps there's a fibrous tumor, but there really is no enhancement of note present. And you can see that very nicely here as well, right lower quadrant mass. You might have also considered a missed appendiceal abscess, but it was a surgical case. Again, another example showing that. And then here's an example just showing you the 3D mapping of that tumor. Another example, I showed you a bunch of gist tumors well-defined, very proper. Here's an example in the fourth portion of the duodenum where the lesion's extensive and extends beyond the bowel wall and it's much more aggressive looking and much more impressive. Here it is on the coronal view, showing you its extension toward the medial wall of the duodenum. And here it is with the stretching and splaying of those jejunal branches. So you can see this patient tumor, a lot of uh, involvement, um, but again, showing you the entire process from the arterial side to the venous side to the cinematic rendering where you see very nicely the tumor you see the patient's vasculature, you see the liver cyst, you see the tumor infiltration, you see where the transition is, you see what needs to be done specifically in terms of that tumor for multiple projections. Very nice study. Another example, a large just tumor right lower quadrant, you could think of maybe lymphoma even. Look at the size of the mass, maybe a sarcoma of some sort or the other. But this is a non-obstructive mass arising off the small bowel, this was a gist tumor. Great location is a small bowel. This one is not very vascular, so you can see the size of the mass. This one is really vascular. Look how the left kidney is displaced, but that mass is going from the mid-lumbar spine level. It's hypervascular, solid and cystic. You can see it tracking down the MIP imaging down into the pelvis. You can see the extent of it on the coronal view. Look how nicely the vascularity of these tumors are seen. Remember I said the ones that bleed are more vascular, the ones that don't bleed are less vascular. But look at the size of the vascularity in the patient's abdomen. And here it is again, um, stretching of vessels in the postpartum. And again, just really shown nicely in cinematic, the dilated vessels, the splayed vessels, the stretched vessels. And then you could see again, just the whole infiltration around the mesenteric vessels just the entire process uh, as a way of looking at it very quickly and understanding, and again, look at the patient's 3D mapping. Beautiful dilated vessels. Now, just a couple last points with gist tumor. One, the one I made before, that gist tumors can simulate pancreatic cancer. For all the world, this looks like pancreatic cancer, including vessel invasion. Well, when you looked hard, there was some fibrous tissue present by the uh, pancreatic, by the uh, pancreatic head, uh, but, you know, there was no evidence of adenocarcinoma. And we have seen just tumors, and this is a great example where just tumor really is simulating